up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Trust Your Board Podcast. My name is Stephen Wright, joined by William Monroe. Will, how you doing, man? Steve, um, doing all right. Tough loss there for the Eagles last night as we record on this Tuesday. You know, it's tough. And you don't see too many teams going to be in, so just tough to lose a divisional game. Yeah, I appreciate the Eagles uh, really coming through for me. And uh, Yeah, we talked about Terry McLaurin. It didn't work out too no, well for you. No, it didn't. So that is uh, that is what happens when you rely on the Eagles, isn't it? Yeah, at least for you. I feel like you do have a bad track record relying on either defensive or them stopping a fantasy player or a fantasy player on their team for you. Yes, that is why I rarely draft them, um, which is odd. It's just kind of always worked out that way. Um, yeah. But yeah, what can you do? Uh, time to move on to another week, right? Yeah, another week, and we're you know, well in the double digits here, going in what, week 11 now. Yeah, week 11. Um, so what this, we got six more weeks left for the pod, because we would stop on 17, right? Yeah, so six more weeks left for that, and you know, probably about half of them will be fancy playoff weeks, which is kind of crazy to think yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking today as I was putting together the, the trade portion of the show, uh, soon we'll be flipping that all to Dynasty, and we won't have redraft anymore um, deadlines. Yeah, yeah. Only a few people with, you know, I'm sure some trade deadlines actually added yeah. this week. Yeah. About it. Um, some you know, other ones probably next week. Or the week yeah, after. yeah, so we're shutting that down soon. Um. Yeah, you ready? We got start sets today. You ready to uh, jump right in? Yeah, we got some interesting quarterback ones here. Yeah, the first one. Um, it, it doesn't look difficult on the surface, but when you factor in the weather, it's going to be. Um, Josh Allen versus the Browns, Justin Fields at Atlanta, and they're talking for the potential of feet of snow <laughs> in the Buffalo Browns game. Feet. Yeah. Um, so do you roll the? I mean, this applies to me. I got digs, and I don't know if i'll start him if it's going to be that bad so you know this applies to me as well are you willing to start allen yeah i mean i think i think i you know unless you wait till you get to game day right if if you are seeing footage and it is actually feet of snow you know it's it's tough if you have these two guys i think you gotta try to trade one of them you know maybe try to capitalize on fields here just because this is a crazy scenario to have both of these players, and especially in a redraft league. Um, you know, obviously you're getting the rushing upside of Fields, but you know, even in a probably bad game for Josh Allen, he still had about I think 70 or 80 yards this most recent week, um, which really keeps his baseline up. So I, I think I probably still roll with Allen, but it, it's close. I don't think you can really go wrong with either. And you know, if the weather is as bad as they say. Come you know Sunday morning, uh, you know what am I going with Fields? Yeah, I think you know if the weather comes in like it, like it's supposed to, I don't think I'd roll the dice, and I think I just go to Fields. Um, you know, a lot of confidence in you know how he's looked. If this was someone else, um, Tannehill, you know, we were talking about next, um, Davis Mills, you know, you're just more of the bottom of the barrel as far as quarterbacks go. I'd probably be more uh, leaning on the Allen side. Um, but Fields has, has been really good for fantasy the past few weeks. Um, he really he's got a good has. matchup against Atlanta. So, you know, why roll the dice with Allen? And in my opinion, and, you know, risk a three nothing kind of game um, when Fields should be just fine. So I'll take the, the safety that Fields would represent. 
All right, moving on from a uh, you know top two or three quarterbacks in the week, probably to more mid tier guys. Uh, Matt Ryan versus Philly and Tannehill in Green Bay. Yeah, this is as uh, gross as it gets. Um, I cannot create a compelling story for either of them. I will go with Tannehill as I am assuming Philly is going to play angry. Um, plus you got the whole new coaching situation over there in Indianapolis and you know, that worked out last week, but the Raiders are terrible. Um, so I, I'll stick with Tannehill. I don't expect any sort of upside from either of them. Um, it's just more of, you know, fearing a, a Philly bounce back, I guess. Yeah. And I think maybe you have a, a little, um, rushing upside there with Tannehill. Probably yeah, not we've a seen ton. Him, we haven't, you know, get some rushing touchdowns this year, but. Exactly. Rushing touchdown, or maybe even you see him you know, scramble for one. He's done it in the past. I think he probably has a better shot at doing it, whereas I don't think that's really ever been a Matt Ryan's game, especially at this stage of his career. So I think I'm going to roll with, with Tannehill here pretty easily. It's, it's funny you say that because then it, I think he had like a 30-yard run or something last week. Um, yeah, and he looked like someone who has not <laughs> run for 30 yards in a long, Very, long time. It was a weird, yeah, it was a weird play wobbly run um but yeah i think he has something like you know 10 yards on the season prior to that through seven games so yeah not exactly inspiring confidence on the ground absolutely uh last one here will um last quarterback one uh zach wilson at new england jared goff at uh the new york giants a battle of some of our streamers or yeah streamers we talked about yesterday who do you want uh yeah, not really thrilled with really either quarterback. I really like both defenses, the Patriots and the Jets. Um so I'm gonna go with Jared Goff at in New York. Snew another good defense as well, but I don't think they're as scary as going up against Belichick in New England with a young quarterback. When you have a more veteran quarterback, um Jared Goff and and just, yeah, I think the matchup's a little better there. I feel a little more comfortable there with Goff than Wilson. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I don't, I think Wilson has a worse floor, and I, I'd imagine the upside is similar, if not on Goff's side. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you. It's Goff pretty easily for me. How about, you know, Will, bonus one here, Will. Uh, Josh Allen with two feet of snow or Zach Wilson <laughs> at New England. Yeah. <laughs> He'll go Josh Allen with two feet of snow, I think. Um, I could see him, you know, scrambling too. Like, that's one where you're worried about digs, but you could easily see this just being a running game where it's Wilson, Singletary, and the other running backs running for a ton, maybe a few passes, but Allen scores two on the ground. Yep. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, yeah. So we'll move over to the running backs here. Well, PPR, uh, Patterson versus the Bears or Jonathan Taylor versus the Eagles. It's pretty easily JT here. The Eagles defense has uh, been a little more susceptible to the run after losing their first round pick, Jordan Davis. Um, and, and we saw it this week. That was the game plan. That's, I think that's right now how you beat this team. You control the clock. The Washington Commanders controlled the clock for about 45 minutes of the game, roughly. They were you know, somewhere in that 45, 40 to 45 range. And you keep the Eagles offense off the field and you do that by running the ball, having long sustained drives. And that's exactly what, you know, Jonathan Taylor can do. And maybe he doesn't, you know, they don't control the cook nearly as well as Washington did, but I think 
that is the recipe, and that's what you're going to have to try to do if you're Indy and, and how you're going to win this game. Um, and, you know, just getting the carries, the touches there, uh, and, and you know, with the track record the Eagles have had the last few weeks, I think that's absolutely what you do. And, well, and I think Patterson's a decent play, especially against a not-so-great Bears D. Jonathan Taylor looked like the Jonathan Taylor that we all know and love last week, and I think he is the guy you got to roll with here. Yeah, I'm with you. And I get it. You know, outside of last week, Taylor's been kind of disappointing. It calls as a whole been kind of messy. So like I get that. But uh yeah, to your point, like that that game yesterday with the Eagles, the, the Eagles were exposed, and I imagine every team that they play is gonna try to to copy that, I would think. Um which gonna end up being a problem when you have Zeke Pollard and Parkleal in your uh in your division there. Um but yeah, I mm-hmm. imagine this might be a matchup that you're looking at rest of the year. Okay, you know what running backs playing the Eagles? <laughs> is there you know, is there, there something I could do there? So yeah, I'm I'm thinking Taylor pretty easily. Yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty easy fair there. Um, next up here got half PPR Tony Pollard at Minnesota or Gus Edwards versus the Panthers. I think uh, I think I'm pretty easily going to go with Pollard here. Uh, you know. If, if Zeke's out, you know, it seems like a question we're going to be posing every week for a little while now. Um, you know, it's it's easy, Pollard. But even if Zeke plays, you know, Pollard gets work. Um, you know, and Minnesota looks good. That could be a very uh, interesting game. Uh, where Gus is coming back off the injury, are they going to give him the, you know, A, is he going to play? B, are they going to give him the load back? I mean, Drake has looked good, you know, and, and maybe earned some of those carries that would normally go to Gus. So I'd probably rather see what his role is. Um, if he's playing before I start, I'm where I'm, I'm pretty confident in Pollard at this point. Yeah, I think I'm with you there as well. Um, I think Pollard's the guy. I'm a, a little more, I think, which is something to worry about Gus side week one back. Um, you know, maybe I don't think they really give him the full workload. I think this is going to be split carries as well, but I kind of want to see how it shakes out here in the first week back. Um, and kind of the you know, reverse works for, you know, for Pollard against Zeke. So I think pretty easily here it's Tony Pollard for me. Okay. And uh final running back here, one PPR. Going back to that snow game here, Will. Kareem Hunt at Buffalo, Singletary versus the Browns. We'll assume maximum snow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, either way, I think it's Singletary the lead back. And man, Cleveland has just not been using Kareem High. It's really disappointing for anyone that has Kareem Hunt on their team. Um, and Singletary looks to be the lead guy. He's been getting the carries. It's usually not a ton. Um, but, you know, three of the last four games have been over double-digit carries. He's uh, been getting some targets as well. So I think he's the guy you want to see. He scored two touchdowns last week. They're going to have to likely rely on him with the snow, uh, him and Josh Allen. So pretty easily uh, Singletary until I see Otherwise, from that Cleveland offense and, and Cleveland's utilization. Yeah, I'll go with Singletary as well. Um, I, I do think this could be a good week for Hunt, probably an outlier. But with the amount of running that could happen, you're good, probably going to use both him and Chubb. Um, and your your passes might be more kind of checkdown related. They might be more in, in Hunt's wheelhouse. So um, I think he could be in line for a good week, but yeah, Singletary's probably got similar upside, safer floor, it's a lot less risk going overall. So yeah, he and him pretty easily for me. All right. Moving over to the wide receiver position, half point PPR. We're going to have Brandon Ayuk at Arizona 
or Cortland Sutton versus the Raiders. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a good one. Both are, are pretty solid options. Uh, given you know the, the Jerry Judy injury, and I don't know if we're, we're sure he's going to be out this week. Um, I think I go with the Sutton side regardless, just because the Raiders Raiders defense is pretty bad. Um, and you know, I just the Denver's look bad too, but I imagine Sutton's going to get a lot of targets in that game. And you know, Ayuk's been good. Uh, you know, this past week, Kittle got like two targets. I think Debo only got one. You know, Ayuk's been getting a lot of work. Um, but still, that's a situation where that could flip any given week, and he could be on the receiving end of one or two targets, and, and Debo getting seven. Um, so I, I trust Sutton a little bit more. I like the matchup a little bit more, and with the Jerry Judy injury keeping him out potentially, um, that's just going to be more for Sutton. So I'm on the Sutton side. I agree. I think you know they're pretty similar, just you know from what the output's going to be. Uh, it's just the floor, I think, is there a little bit more for Sutton. It's really just going to be him and, and Dulcich as the, the two. Um, so I don't think there's really a ton of infringement on the targets he's going to get. Uh, you hope he's going to be able to convert more than, you know, 6 of 11 that he did this most recent week. But you'd think against that Raiders defense, that's the key. The floor's there. The matchup is there. Uh, whereas you know, I definitely like Brandon Ayuk this week. It's not a great matchup, not as bad as you know as awful as the Raiders are uh and he's been converting most of his targets but like you said I think the floor is a little lower just because it could bounce to one of the other skill players they have there in Kittle or Debo you know it's pretty bad um I might start four Broncos this week in our uh our work league uh, I mean you got what Courtland Sutton and Dulcich so no uh Sutton yes Sutton's a lock. Um, I think I would probably start Russ over. I have golf on the on my roster, and anyone else on waivers, mm-hmm. I'd probably start Russ just given the matchup. Um, I have Brandon McManus. Uh, he's been fine for kicking. Um, and then uh, I have Latavius Murray, who hasn't been great for fantasy. He's been okay. He's been getting the bulk of the carries. Uh, but at this point, probably like more valuable than AJ Dillon uh, and Cream Hunt, who I've been rolling yeah. out. So I might end up going with four, which is terrifying, given how bad the Broncos is. So we're kind of really leaning on the uh, the bad Vegas uh, vibe. This is the week. <laughs> yep. If you're going to do this it, is the this week. is the week. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, <laughs> we'll see how that goes, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll see. And, and we, you may be double dipping there on. Um, on good old Latavius Mary as we may be looking to start him yeah. as well in our uh, dining. Scary. Very scary. Yeah. Um, next one here, Will, PPR. Uh, Devonta Smith at Indy. Garrett Wilson at New England. Yeah, I think Smith is going to see an uptick. We're going to have a few weeks uh, where the tight end, Dallas Goddard, is going to be out for Philly. So it, it, he's you know was kind of one of the three um, and then I think you're going to see maybe Coach Watkins worked in a little bit, or uh, Jack Pascal worked in a little bit as well. But uh, I think Devonta Smith is going to be the biggest recipient there. And we saw him get worked in a little bit as well. I mean, unfortunately, he lost like four points on the very last play there because for some reason, um, the lateral counts as negative receiving yards. So he lost 17 receiving yards and a fumble on kind of that like, last play fumble wow. risky type thing. Yeah, so 17, you know, so basically four points coming off his total, uh, unfortunately. 
but he, he still had a, a pretty productive game. You know, six for thirty-nine. You had you know, another four, you know, fourteen points because he scored a touchdown. So he's you know looking at probably about eighteen points this week. Uh, and most of that was with Goddard in there. Goddard's going to be out for what I would imagine is probably about four weeks, maybe more. I think they still him on the IR with the injury. It's still TBD on the shoulder. So, yeah, I think I think it's pretty easily smooth for me. Garrett Wilson has been great, but it's it's really more just worried about the New England matchup and, and what kind of scheming we're going to see come uh, from from Bill Belichick to shut down the best player. I and mean, that's without Brees Hall, that that is clearly Garrett Wilson. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Just worried about the Jets overall against New England, uh, where yeah. the Eagles, you know, look at the bounce back, got an easier matchup. Like you said, the Goddard injury. Um, I think AJ Brown was shaken up, but I think they're thinking he's going to be fine. But you know, maybe he's out there and just doesn't see as many targets as normal, and maybe some of that goes to Devonta Smith too. So, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely with uh, definitely with Smith on that one too. Right, and uh, next PP, uh, next one we got PPR, Alan Lazard versus the Titans, Drake London versus the Bears. Yeah, an interesting one. Uh, Lazard last week didn't do a lot, I believe, um, for the first time in a, in a little while. Um, so he'll be looking to bounce back. I got an easy matchup against the Titans. Um, London, you know, the Falcons offense overall not as great as it was when we were starting the season, um, but also get an mm. easier matchup against the Bears. I think I would go with London. Uh, I trust his target share a little bit more. Both got easier matchups. Um, even though the volume overall in the offense is probably less where maybe Lazard's fine. You know, maybe we, we are starting to see the ascension of Watson. Maybe it was just a one-off for Watson. And it's hard to say. Um, so I, I think I'll stick with London for now. Don't mind Lazard though. All right, and then it takes us. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I all agree with you. Drake London, I think, is pretty easy for me it, with the breakout there for Watson, and Lizard could come back, you know, a little more to what he's used to seeing. But uh, I think the Bears matchup is better from what I see, and, and it's just London's gotten the target share. It just hasn't really put together a ton of yards, but got in the end zone, so uh, pretty easily London for me as well. Okay, last question here. Uh, in the world of flex, we got PPR. Uh, DeAndre Swift at the Giants or uh, Mr. Sutton again versus the Raiders. Yeah, um, I think it's crazy, but I'm going to lean Sutton. I, it's Swift just not getting the carries. I think they're trying to, you know, I don't know if it's working back from the injury because I think he's been back for a few weeks now. Um, and, you know, he scored, but they just haven't been utilizing him a ton. And uh, not the best matchup there against New York. So I'm going to stay with that high floor of what I expect to be you know, one of the better offensive games for Denver. Yeah, I agree. Pretty easy. Uh, Denver's got the easy matchup. Swift, he's been okay for fantasy. He keeps saving it with a touchdown. He'll get like 10 yards and a touchdown. It's okay. Like you, you did okay. Um, but yeah, it, you can't start him until you start seeing the, the Swift of old. So I will go with Sutton too. Agreed. Uh, that takes us over to the trade portion here. Got a few dynasty trades and then two redraft trades. Maybe two of the last ones we have this year. First up here, dynasty trade, full PPR. We've got Dalton Schultz and Michael Pittman or Debo Samuel. Yeah, this is a... Uh... This is a tough one. Debo's utilization has not been the same this year as it was last year. Um, 
which I caught out all, all of off season. So it's not really that big of a surprise. Yeah. Um, on the flip side, you know, Pittman started off hot and has been cooling off and, uh, that team's just in disarray. So from a dynasty standpoint, both are a bit on shaky ground. Um, Schultz as well. I don't think he's got locked up a long-term deal at Dallas. So who knows what he's going to be doing long-term. I think I stick with the talent that we've seen in Debo and the, the offense that you trust more. Um, but I don't mind it for either side. I, I get it, but I want Debo. What about you? Yeah, I'll take the Debo side as well. I think if I'm trading Debo, I'd want, I mean, it's not a bad trade, but I think I'd want just either more and or different players for a Debo. Um, and if I'm on the Pittman side, I think that's you know, a fair trade to if you're trying to just kind of consolidate and, and maybe move up a tier as, as you know, the way that we're seeing both of these quarterbacks play and indeed neither of them seems to really favor Pittman that much and hasn't been what we I think expected going into the year. So I think you're going to get more production as a contender there with Tebow. Uh, I don't hate it if you're trading down to try to get some more players if you're rebuilding with Pittman. It's not bad, but I feel like I would just I'd want something different than that. Fair enough. Uh, Dynasty PPR. Um, I don't know how you know this person has the 109, but we'll say the 109 next year in a late 23 second or Chris Godwin. Uh, It's not a bad trade for Godwin. I I think this is kind of the end of the buy low window, especially after last week. Um, I probably would want more than a 109 in a late second. Um, and if I'm trying to add Godwin to like a team that's, you know, in the runnings here, I probably would trade, you know, what amounts to be a late first and a late second for Godwin. So I'll take the Godwin side. Yep. Same for me. All the same reasons. I'd want the first to be a little bit higher, um, than kind of back end. So, uh, yeah, Godwin for me pretty easily, I think. All right. Uh, last dynasty trade here, 10 team PPR. We got Chase Claypool and James Connor. Or Gabe Davis. Yeah, I think I think I'll take the Claypool side. I'd probably look to immediately flip Connor for something. Um but Claypool moving over to Chicago, you know, fields looking better and better, and you're just starting to figure out that offense. Um, you know, I think Dynasty looking towards next year and, and maybe some this year, Claypool could be something. Um Gabe Davis has been good but he hasn't been as good as i think people wanted him to be um so yeah i'm taking the claypool side what about you where do you stand that's a close one i think that's a pretty fair trade i think there's like the most kind of like pure upside with gabe davis because he's tied to josh allen for what we hope is a while i mean maybe contracts change that up or or he doesn't produce and they want to go get somebody else to be one of the receivers there, but I, I think Gabe Davis is solid, whereas Claypool a little more uncertainty, but as you mentioned, we have Fields playing better, and, and you know, maybe that goes into next year. I believe he is due for a new contract, either this offseason or next offseason, so you, you have the potential expiring there if he's not producing. That's a little worrisome. Um, and then, yeah, James Conner decent depth piece but if you're a rebuilding team which i imagine the claypole side probably is because i don't think we're going to see the best out of claypole this year i think if we do it'd be beyond because i keep him there so yeah as you said you probably want to try to flip connor um i'd maybe look to get like claypole and 
a pick, um, you know, and unless you know you're going to be able to flip Connor for a pick on top of that. So I like the Claypool side. I just I probably would prefer something different than a James Connor there as what I'm imagining as a team that's not truly contending. Yeah, fair, fair. Uh, into the world of redraft. This one is uh, interesting. Half-point PPR Superflex. Uh, this team just lost Cooper Cup and Dallas Goddard this week. Would you trade away Josh Allen to get Tyreek Hill and Tyler Higby? I don't think so. I mean, maybe if you're a team that has like a Fields or somebody else that you want to roll a dice on, it's just there's really only a few of those kind of top-tier guys like a Fields, Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Hurts this year. I'm... I mean, he looked pretty solid, you know, despite the injury. Unless we hear more injury news, I think he's going to be fine, especially in Superflex. I just, I feel like you're, you should be getting way more for Josh Allen. Tariq's awesome, but in a Superflex, you're, you're giving up Josh Allen to a team that probably already has a solid starter. So they're probably going to be elite at that position. And those other positions are a little deeper. Um, I think Tigby's, you know, fine. But I think you could find something off the waivers that you know is decent. Uh, you're not going to get Cooper Cup or Terry Kill level stuff off the waivers, but I think that's something you can piece together a little more. And, and Josh Allen makes that a little easier. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I, I understand the sentiment behind it, um, but Josh Allen should be worth more than that, um, especially Higby. Like he had a good week this week, but outside of that, he has not been good for several weeks now and maybe he sees an uptick in volume now with cup gone maybe maybe not so i i'll stick with allen as well yeah i'll stick with allen as well all right brings us over to our final redraft question a lot of quarterback questions here full ppr we've got justin fields and colk met so you got the stack there or travis kelsey yeah, I like this. Uh, I, I kind of like it for both sides. If I have Kelsey, you know, and need a quarterback, I'm, I'm good move, making that move. I'd prefer to be the one getting Kelsey. Um, if you have Fields, I'm assuming you probably picked them up off waivers. You got another quarterback. Um, p- potentially the same thing with Komet. Um, you know, Komet doesn't have a, a, a long history. Six at the end of this is what we were waiting for, but you know, it's only been a few weeks where Kelsey's, you know, obviously we got years, so I would be pretty comfortable taking both of them and, and upgrading up to Kelsey. Yeah, I think for me, I agree. Like, you, you probably picked both of these guys up in the last, you know, three, four weeks, maybe you're turning them into what amounts to be what at least a second round pick, probably, if not a first round pick in most leagues. And there's just such a huge advantage to having Andrews and Kelsey this year versus everyone else. So I think it's pretty easily Travis Kelsey here for me. Perfect. And uh, hey, that's going to be the last trade, and that is going to wrap up the show. Will, do you have any closing thoughts there? Uh, good luck, everybody, here as we are approaching the end of um, end of season already. It's crazy. We're past halfway. Got what? Probably three regular season weeks left, maybe four, depending on your your league format. So get those playoff push started, start taking a look at um, some of the playoff schedules of some players. Uh, If you saw the ability to make some trades, you know, maybe you can make that kind of even trade to players that are pretty even, but you're getting either a better playoff schedule or 
trading a guy who's already had his bye week. Um, just kind of you know, small moves that you can make to better prepare yourself for the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. So good luck here in uh, week 11. Tune in next week, another waiver show, another start-sit show. Until then, folks, trust your board.